Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, little honey, I've got the money. Let's blow it all. Come on, my baby. If but some babies, let's have a ball. Let's make the town red with all my breath. There's just no end. And welcome, everybody, to Wait, I Know This. Oh, we're excited about this show. I tell you what, I am definitely excited about this show. And the reason being is that it took me a long time to get the guest you're going to listen to today. And when I say that, what I mean by that is the fact that I was a Leave it to Beaver fan as a kid. I loved it. Of course, I watched it in reruns, but I still absolutely loved the show. It was one of the greatest. Welcome to uh, Wait, I Know This, the fastest growing internet pop culture celebrity interview show that you will find anywhere out there online. We are excited. As I said, this is going to be a big one. We are talking about all things Leave It to Beaver because when I went to a convention recently, I had a chance to interview, not on camera, so you'll have the audio version of this, uh, but Tony Dow, who played Wally Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver, Beaver's brother. Of course you know who that is. Uh, in my opinion, it was one of the greatest uh, sitcoms of that era. Interesting facts about this. I didn't realize this. It was one of the first primetime shows to really be told from a child's point of view. Even though you watched it and as an adult you, you appreciated it, even as a kid you appreciated it. Uh, and, and I think Jerry Mathers was absolutely fantastic in, in what he did. Uh, but it was technically written to be a child's point of view of life, and and I did not know that. They shot six full 39-week seasons. That would be 234 episodes. This show debuted in 1957 on October 4th on CBS. Only one year later, it would jump to ABC, which was a younger network at that time, <clears throat> and you know, uh, was kind of the newcomer, but boy, did they score a hit when they stole this from CBS because it ran for almost six years. It did not end its run until June 20th, 1963. Interesting fact here, you know, we pride ourselves on trivia on this show, and after doing the interview with Tony and talking with him, I didn't know this, but I found this out, that even though TV was transitioning into color when this show ended in the early 60s, uh, they continued to shoot in black and white. A lot of the producers thought that's kind of the success of the show. Let's keep it like that. It's kind of an old school look at parents and kids' relationship and child rearing, and they thought that they should continue in black and white. And I think they made the right decision. A lot of shows, once it went color, people didn't like it as much. They probably make uh, made the right decision, or at least now when we look back, you like to see all the black and white episodes. Um, surprisingly enough, Leave it to Beaver never broke the top 30 in Nielsen ratings. I thought that was amazing when I found that out. I thought for sure the show was ranked number one or at least 10th. It never broke 30 in the Nielsen ratings, nor did it win any awards. But if you remember in 2007, Time Magazine listed it as one of the 100 best TV shows of all time. And it had a long, in fact, still has a long success story in um, 
uh, reruns, of course, and syndication. It, it just knocks them out. So I went to this convention, and I got to meet Tony Dow. What a great guy. I got to tell you, not uh, th- th- this guy has no ego, not one bit of ego. If you were a Leave It to Beaver fan, if you loved Wally and the Beave, uh, and, and you have this mental idea of what you think they should they should be, Tony Dow is that. He is a great guy. Uh, just n- nothing pretentious about this guy at all. Just a class act, I got to say. Loved meeting the guy. He is now, in my opinion, one of our Wait, I Know the Stars. He just did a phenomenal job. So let's go ahead and listen to the interview now. This is when I got a chance to interview Tony Dow. It's been about a year or so ago at the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention. Just a class act guy. If you have a chance to ever see this guy, uh, you know, or uh, spend some time with him, meeting him at these conventions, do so. He is a great die guy. So here is Tony Dow. That's funny. So, and then at the time, were you thinking like, well, acting is just going to be something that I try, and you know, maybe it works out, or I don't think or was I it thought your anything. Really? No, it wasn't my passion. I was a swimmer and diver, and you know, going to school, and I, you know, I, it was. I don't know. I'd done a lot of uh, diving and swimming, you know, performances and stuff like that. So. It was just something, you know, my, my my mom took me to an interview and I got the part and I said, okay, and then, you know, and then I went on three more interviews because we were going to move to Hawaii. And uh, one was a Musketeer and the other was Tarzan and the other was Leave it to Beaver. And um, three big... Yeah, and I actually got all three of them now. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Now, the, I think... Paul Peterson, my buddy, and uh, I would have been in the same boat. We would have been kicked off of, I would have been kicked off of the Mickey Mouse. Because <laughs> I couldn't sing, I couldn't dance, couldn't do anything those guys do. But uh, the Tarzan, that, now that sounded like a lot of fun. So You could do some diving on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was sitting around uh, at, at uh, dinner one night at a restaurant, and my mom sort of told me what had happened, and, and, and she said, what do you think? And I said, I don't know, what do you think? And she said, well, I think maybe the, the, the Beaver show it has a, you know. So I said, okay. And that was it. That's incredible. I changed my whole life. <laughs> you know? I, I did. Just it. for the quick minute. Okay. Yeah, you're like, all right, that'll work. Yeah. When do I get to dive again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, so that was what, late 50s into? That was 56. And then uh, we started the Beaver show in 57. And the executive producer on um, the Johnny Wildlife show suggested me because they were replacing the older brother and the father on uh, Leave it to Beaver after they sold it and they were having trouble finding an older brother so uh, so Harry Ackerman um, oh, wow that's bewitched and oh yeah, yeah he was a big big time he had been um, brought over to Universal to be an executive producer on the show and he said hey I worked with this kid on this pilot and I don't know maybe you want to take a look at him and, uh, and so I came in and, uh, and that was it so then we you know started the, the Beaver show. Were you working with the with the actors that you would eventually work with or was it different people? No it was the same it was, it it was, was the same. same yeah and what's interesting is Harry Ackerman ended up uh, marrying Eleanor Donahue from, I didn't know that. Yeah, from uh, Father Knows Best. And I ended up directing her in a series she did with a Chris something. And it, was, it was called, gosh, 
I don't even know why I brought it up since I don't know the name of the thing. But it, but anyway, it was a it was a it was a series that was a kind of a cult favorite for a couple of years. It's um so so you get the role and then uh, and you start this and are at, when I was listening to you on the panel talking with and Lauren Chapin and Billy Gray were there mm -hmm. from Father Knows Best. Uh, every, it seems like every child actor's experience is as different as night and day. I mean, Absolutely. there's Lauren having a horrible time. Paul Peterson had all of his problems. Jay North, you know, Dennis the Menace, and then there's you guys. And it sounded like you guys had a great situation. I think we lucked out. I think we had great producers, and I think I had a great, uh, great parents. So my parents were very grounded and uh, made me look at things in a realistic way. And by not watching the show and not looking at any of the press or any of that stuff, I, I didn't know what was going on, you know. I mean, as soon as I became it? aware of people coming up and saying, oh, you're Wally, you're this, you're that. And, but, I, you know, it's, it's sort of, and it still doesn't really register that it's, it's any big deal, you know. I mean, oh my gosh. So I don't. Maybe I'm thick-skulled. I don't know, but but um, it's a huge deal. We had a we had a, a good good childhood, and I'm appreciative of the producers and my folks. That's one thing that I notice with uh, when I do these interviews. If they were child stars. Uh, the ones that had great experiences always say the same thing you said. So my parents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the reason. And when you have kids of your own, I have three sons. It's just, you know, you, you get that after a while yeah. because what you do, what happens to you at home is what makes who you are later. You know. Absolutely. I think. Now, were your parents? So they were obviously open to you doing the auditions and everything, but they weren't pushing you. And no, I don't think so. I mean, I, it, it's hard to say because my mom, her brother had a, an illness and she was taking care of him, so she enrolled me in this. Swedish gymnastics school when I was like two years old, two, two and something, and so I learned how to swim at a really young age, and so I was a swimmer and diver, and I swam all uh, up, up until the time that I was on the show, and I dove even a couple years after I was on the show. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I remember her taking me to practice every day, and so she was, you know, she was a little bit pushing the, the, uh, the swimming, you know, and uh, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. And then, uh, and then I think I think she was proud that I, you know, got got on tel got on the. T I mean, how wouldn't oh, a parent be proud? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But I don't think she really pushed very hard, which was good. Now you said that um, that you didn't watch the show. No. Uh, ever or just? Pretty much ever. I mean, I, really? you, know, you know, I've I've caught episodes over the years, here and there, or my wife will. We'll be flipping the channels and we go past it and it's there. And she says, you know, let's watch it and we'll sit and watch it. But um, yeah, they wanted uh, they wanted the kids to be like the kids next door, you know. Also, oh, so the network or the show the producer, did, didn't want you. Yeah, to. producers okay. didn't want you know, ah, okay. to ask our folks to not have us watch the show, and and they didn't. You know, the media wasn't like it is today. Right. So what would happen is we wouldn't do a lot of press or things. Every year we would take a two-week trip either to uh, New York or Chicago or San Francisco, uh, Hawaii or different places, and they would they would do uh, all the interviews all at the same time. You know, we'd sit in a chair and people would come up and interview us, and then somebody else would come up yep. and interview us. You know, so they got jackets. Yeah. It was, so uh, so that only happened once a year. And uh, that was sort of no big deal, and uh, so we really had a 
chance of you know living a normal life as well, much as we could. You're not kidding. That's really different from the way that I mean they wear those kids out to today. Yeah. With so oh, do, do you feel like you get to have? Um, I mean obviously you had to go to school on the set I yep. guess to a degree. Mm -hmm. But was that really school or was it more? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it was whatever you wanted to make it. I mean uh, it was. Um, I think a lot of people sort of goofed off and didn't get a very good education and were sort of behind a little bit. Uh, I know when I was on the, the um, Johnny Wildlife show, I think I was, uh, or no, yeah, when I was on the Johnny Wildlife show, I uh, went to school on the set and I could go at my own pace, so it was an accelerated pace. So when I went back to school, my mom wanted to go to Hawaii, and she was thinking of moving over there, my mom and dad. And um, and so, um, let's see, what was I going to say? See, it's horrible getting old. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's horrible. Um, <coughs> School on the set. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, let's see. Was it different on Beaver? How old were you with Believe It to Beaver? Uh, anywhere from 12 to 18, yeah. Were you playing your actual age, or? Yeah. Most don't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So, um, so what was it? All the, there were a lot of kids on the show. I mean, it was a really good story, by the way, that you missed. Yeah, <laughs> that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, and people are going to think I edited something. No, I did not edit a thing. That was <laughs> um, a lot of kids on the show. Larry Mondello and you know Lumpy and all that. Was there uh, mischief behind the scenes with the kids? Or oh yeah, I mean you know it was. Uh, when, when we all got in the same, we, we started out all in one classroom, Jerry and I. So all the kids who came, his his age group kids and my age group kids, they were all in the same classroom. So that was a little tough on the teacher. Then after the first year, they decided, well, Jerry should have his own teacher and I should have my own teacher. So the older guys went with my teacher and the younger guys. So it, uh, so it calmed Kim. down a little <laughs> bit. But um, there were a few uh, instances that uh, where we raised a little hell, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure at that age. Uh, did, did everybody, when you would, when someone would recognize you in public, do they expect you to be Wally? Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think because poor uh, Ken Osmond must have had the. He probably took a beating. Yeah, he show. took a beating, and um, Jerry Wilde, who played Judy Hensler, she took a beating, <laughs> and uh, I think the guy who played Larry Mondello, he took a beating. Uh, he actually left the show because his mother got in an argument with uh, the producers over something having to do with Jerry. I, I wasn't really privy to it, but uh, all <laughs> of a sudden out. he was off. Yeah, and he was such a great character, you know. Oh, I, he was one, one of my favorites. Yes. And um, so anyway, you know. What, okay, so with, let's talk about Ken for a minute because uh, uh, Ken. just I mean it seems to be. I can't imagine when you're casting for that role, you've got to find, quite honestly, a smart-ass. But, but not to be rude, because it was a different time back then. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that that character sort of evolved from... Um, we had a uh, director, the first director of the first hundred episodes was uh, named Norman Tokar, and uh, he was just a sensational director. And he knew kids backwards and frontwards, and you know he's the guy who, who, you know, gave Larry Mondello an apple to walk around with every time he's in the scene, you know, which made the character absolutely. And uh, and I think he's the guy who, um, who actually kind of came started 
finessing the, the Eddie character into a, a wise guy and then a, or a, you know, overly polite guy and then a wise guy. I think he started out just being kind of a wise guy. But. It's just funny how, because the whole, I, I think that just his lines of, uh, hello, Mrs. Cleaver, you're looking great today. Yeah, I mean, what a wonderful dress you're just a, Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, you squirt. <laughs> He turns around and yells at Beaver. Um, what's what's Jerry up to these days? He just got married last year, and he's really happy. And he's uh, he does a lot of appearances, so you know he's doing well. Did you um, were, were you guys close on the set? I mean, was it tough to? Uh, I mean, obviously it's centered around him. Uh, was there any between kid jealousies or any of that no, type I, of thing? Well, besides it, Larry's wife, it, mom. <laughs> it was pretty much a family. I mean, we didn't have any problems. And incidentally, the show started out being called Wally and the Beaver. I didn't know and that. so it was basically about two two kids, and you know, and and it's from a child's point of view, looking at life. And uh, Wally was sort of the intermediary between the kids and the parents. So, but anyway, and um, CBS, I guess it was, thought it sounded like a. Uh, animal show, you know, Wally and the Beaver. <laughs> so they made him change the, the, the name of it, so it became Leave It to Beaver. Did they ever um, address where the nickname came from? Because I don't remember that. They didn't, uh, but um, or maybe maybe we did. Maybe it was because Wally couldn't produce um, Theodore, but I still haven't figured out how Theodore got to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> no, but th that was one of the things that was supposed to have happened. That's kind of like the uh, in Happy Days when they say what happened to Chuck, the older brother that just disappeared, and they, you know, and they never addressed what happened to Chuck, Richie Cunningham's <laughs> older brother. So, um, with in that time period now, when you're when you're looking at these shows now, if you're ever flipping around and you see mm -hmm. them on. Um, what do you think about that uh, as a piece of work? I mean, because you've directed a lot and mm -hmm. done other things since then. So now that you're older and from a director standpoint, do you look at those and just say, you know, that was pretty damn good for TV back then? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I really think it was one of the best um, shows on. So there you go. We just, uh, in full disclosure, I want you to know we had some audio difficulties after that part of the interview. But Tony went on to say that obviously he thought it was one of the best. Here's something interesting, and I wrote this down because I wanted to make sure we get this right. He said that episodes were budgeted at thirty to $40,000 each, which made it one of the most expensive of its kind during the year. And that's what he says you know, is, is what sets this apart and makes it uh, a, a classic because he said technically it was done well. I agree with that to a degree, but let's face it, Leave it to Beaver was a great show. I mean, no matter how you slice that, it was one of the best shows that you'll ever see. And, and uh, you know, of course, keeping that in mind, he is right. I mean, obviously, from a standpoint of... Um, of you know being technical about it, it was a, a fabulous show and probably double the amount spent on the average sitcom per episode back then. Still though, it's just a classic. And I apologize that we did have audio difficulties, so we had to cut it off right there. Um, but what a great guy, just a class act. And I can't say enough about Tony Dow. You really, you really get the idea that he was the real deal, a, a good guy, and just a, a class act. So there you go, Wally. Cleaver. How about that? Maybe we can get Eddie Haskell. We'll get Ken Osmond next time and see if he can uh, give us a hello, Mrs. Cleaver. Um, hey, thanks so much for stopping in. Um, working on a couple other interviews. One coming up I'm happy about, Larry Wilcox from Chips. 
uh, not talking to Ponch, but talking to John. So uh, I think that's going to be fun. There was a Chips reunion recently, so we'll probably talk a little bit about that. Obviously still a huge, huge, huge following uh, when it comes to Chips. It was one of the best. Thanks so much for tuning in. Listen, don't forget, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you go to our website, which is waitiknowthis.com, you can see all of this. Uh, it's all, all the uh, social media right there, top right corner, and also at the very bottom of the front page. So you can't miss it. You can follow us on Twitter or uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Do so if you can. I want to say thank you for joining us today for Wait I Know This, the fastest growing retro pop culture celebrity interview show. Boy, that's a mouthful, isn't it? That is around. We'll see you next time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.